Conversation with Joel and Dennis and Ewan talking some sports stuff really kind of stood out a little bit. Jason Bobo. Jason Bobo. Yeah, we had some with fun Houston, conversations. With James Harden. What in the world is he doing right now? there this is doug servin i am calling in from oklahoma city as one of the hosts of iheart pca it's always great to see my buddy justin edgar even though we're not in the same place we are in the same time atmosphere stratosphere (laughs) justin who are you where are you calling in from what are you doing today well, I'm calling in from the mountain time zone, Doug, so we're not technically in the right same time, but we are, you know, occupying the same universe. So that's a good thing. I'm in Albuquerque, and uh, it's kind of a nice Albuquerque winter day, 45 degrees, sunny, a little breezy. I played some golf yesterday, and it was... About the same temp, but there was no wind at all, and uh, it was like super great, actually, a little cool. But I don't usually play below fifty degrees, but uh, because there was no wind, it was kind of nice. But today it's nice. a little bit more breezy, so it's a little fill fill that cool air a bit. It's uh, sunny here in OKC. We had a big snowstorm on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which actually is unusual to have a December snow. Um, I don't know if the climate things are real or not. I'm, I'm not here to speculate on that, but I do know it doesn't usually snow in December. And we also had an ice storm in October. Which was two, crazy. Two data points I'm pointing out. Uh, the good thing about living where we live is like it snows. It snowed, I don't know, three, four, five inches a lot, but then it's gone. So it clears up. And, yeah. So it's, that's delightful. I don't want to be in the snow for forever. No. That's how it is for us here too. Like sometimes I'll go to Amarillo and they'll have these big old, huge, you know, snow mounds everywhere. We don't get snow mounds here in Albuquerque because they just melt. Like it just melts and goes away. So we are, Justin, concluding episode, our season one of iHeartPCA, the podcast, the podcast where we talk about what's good, right, believable, beautiful, sometimes even delightful, sometimes mildly exasperating, but still with a positive spin about the Presbyterian Church in America, a denomination where we're both ordained pastors. Do you realize 
We have completed season one. I know it's crazy, Doug. Um, it's been a it's been a long season, in the sense of like we started in May and it's now December, so six months or so, and we still have episodes to come. So to be released, even though this will be the last one released. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been good. It, it's quite an accomplishment, I would say. I agree. And so this is how many episodes be little, will we have? What was that? How many episodes will we have in total? About 35. Plus we got these bonuses. I'm trying to, you know, we promote what's good, right, believable, beautiful in the PCA. I want to make sure that people get access to other people's good stuff and that we don't control all the good stuff. We don't act like only the good stuff comes from us. So we give away others. So there's going to be some bonus episodes where we, you know, toss out on iHeartPCA some other ones so that people can really get into the interweb, so to speak. The the dark places, the bright places of the PCA. But we're going to do a retrospective today, Justin. Now, did you did you know what you were getting into when you agreed to do this? And what did you think was going to happen? Besides the millions of listeners that I knew we were going to draw, I thought, uh, I, I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily surprising um, what we've done. Uh, I think maybe the only surprising part is that we managed to get through about 30-something episodes. And uh, at one level, it doesn't seem like it was that many episodes. So. Because you know the way we would record, if you're listening, you know we we record one day a week on average, and so we'll do three episodes that day of the week at a time. So we're only doing it one day a week, but we're doing three episodes. So it's a lot of episodes, but it doesn't necessarily seem like a lot of episodes. So I guess that's the one surprising thing: like thirty episodes is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Can let me ask you this? We'll go even further back. Why did you agree to do this? So we we had talked about you and I had talked about doing a podcast. It's been two years at least about PCA stuff, and uh, I think we felt like there isn't a lot of uh, programming out there highlighting the beautiful things of the PCA, and so. I think twofold, the content idea was one reason I wanted to do it. And then doing it with you was the other reason I wanted to do it. So I think those are the two things that stood out to me about wanting to do the podcast. And then also kind of getting my feet wet. I, I would like to expand my podcasting because I'm, I like to do cultural sports kind of stuff. We do a lot of that even on the podcast here. But like I was hoping maybe to get my feet wet a little bit with it so that maybe I could experiment with some other types of podcasts in the future that's still so it's like a stepping stone job for you to move on to something bigger and better no nah, not necessarily that though just more focused on other things as well yeah i really Lots of people want to talk about things i've enjoyed doing it in total but mostly doing it with you has been awesome because we get to like have an extra reason to talk which we text and talk but it's been cool to get to do that together with you. Now, 
we think back of our guests. We started with Mike Kanjan. I think second we had Ray Kanata. We threw in some emergency episodes, remember, with Lee Rowland and Mark Dalby. Uh, Scott Sauls, I think, got bumped up. So, so when you think about our 35 or so episodes, what, what stands out to you in, in thinking about maybe what was uh, most gratifying or a surprising conversation or uh, just reflect on our guests? Yeah, so I probably need to pull up our uh, podcast listing, Doug, because I can't need to remember all the names of the people we've done since we've done 30. But I felt like the one episode that stood out the most to me, uh, there's probably two. I think the, the episode that we did with uh, the sheriff. Um, Wayland. Alec, yeah, with Wayland and Alex. Right. Was it Alex mm-hmm. on that one? Mm-hmm. I thought that one was, uh, man, I thought both of them were just such excellent guests and provided such a great insight into the moment of, you know, that was kind of in the heat of protest, uh, the cries for justice, um, the, the aftermath of all of that. And so not even aftermath, because we really haven't really reached even an aftermath today, but in the wake of that, and uh, I felt like, man, that, that was, that was a really good conversation. And I think it was a unifying converse, conversation. I felt like the, there was talk about way, a way forward the guys presented in that, that pod that I was really blessed by and encouraged by. So um, that was a great one. I thought. My second one would be the one that hasn't released yet with Rachel. Um, you know, she, she's an impressive woman and her story uh, is incredible. And that we get to be, uh, you know, w- witnesses to that story and talk about how she's helping the PCA move forward with, you know, some of the delicate things that, you know, we need to address re- regarding abuse Um I was really encouraged by that conversation as well. I think those two stand out the most for me. What about you, Doug? The one that stands out the most was the one where I was crying when we talked to Sarah Vigiano, right? Um, we were talking about Dustin Salter. And it's just interesting when you, I, you know, we script out some talking points and then you forget what it's like to be an actual conversation. Right. And um, sometimes when it's a guest who we know really well, or one of us knows really well, it's hard to cut off the inside jokes. And, you know, you can just go down these super duper rabbit holes. And so those were fun, but they felt sort of, I mean, sometimes like narcissistic in some ways, because I don't want to like just hear and talk about your memory of me. Right. But other times you just, you forget the power of these long lasting friendships in ministry that we we've done stuff together yeah. and, and we don't have an occasion all the time to speak on the phone, to reflect on these important memories. So I've really enjoyed the, 
the mix then? Because there have been those moments where there's also been people I didn't know or you didn't know or people that were on the show that didn't know each other that were on together. Yeah. And so I, I've enjoyed the mishmash of those different things. Yeah. It is fun having people who don't know each other and then kind of, because they're not necessarily given a whole lot of talking points. You know, they're kind of just like, come on the pod. We're going to talk about BCA. And so they come on and then they don't, they don't know each other and then they get to know each other through the pod. And, um, that's kind of fun, you know, like, and we've had several of those kind of conversations. Well, and even great. when you and I in real time are learning about somebody else's life or work and we, we take each other's recommendations, but I don't really know Christina Dent. And now I, I just think she's amazing. Of course. And, uh, you know, there've been a lot of those where then we're, t- we're, we're actually doing in the time what we say we wanted to do. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I think about Christina, like her stories, you know, she's a lifelong PCA and we never would have heard for, about her if not from a friend of a friend. Right. So my friend connected us to Christina and, and to get to sh- hear her story about, you know, fostering and then that taking her into, you know, thinking about ways that drugs influence uh, culture and families and the whole process of fostering and adoption in negative ways. Like, you know, it's just incredible. Like her story is incredible. Um, and we never would have known that story if not for, you know, some random connection that we got, we got to hear from somebody or somebody reached out to us and put us into contact with somebody. Okay. So then let's list some of our, I don't want to necessarily call them categories, but uh, cross point. So we've had men and women and church planters and people of different races. We've had seminary president. Um, we had someone call in from not in America, technically. I don't know. We're still unsure okay. about that. Uh, college few, professors, few, police officer. A few well, non-PCAers. A couple non-PCAers, like, yeah. Counselor. Physician, counselor. Physicians. What, what do you feel like we left out and need to come back around to hit? Yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know if there's anything specific as far as like where I feel like, man, we just, we didn't hit this, but I think that there's lots more stories of people who are doing beautiful things in the PCA or around the PCA that we've heard of ongoing. And I want to, their stories to be, you know, heard. Um, so I just, I think, I feel like it's almost like, a uh, a maze or Pandora's box Like you start to open up these things and then just, it gets more, you, you get deeper and, and fuller in and you get, you hear more and more people and people of, Hey, I want that person to be on the podcast. Like I, I want to hear more about their story. I want other people to hear more about their story and what they're doing in our denomination. So in that sense, I, I think about it. I don't know if I think about it in categories. I know you, are kind of more dialed into that. So 
And what kind of places would you like to see that those categories expanded? Well, we have not yet talked to a stated clerk. We've not. So I'm uh, calling I'm out. Not sure our chagrin. Roy Taylor again. Roy Taylor, when you're listening, our, we will do a special episode just for you. I mean, you've been featured in nearly every song. And uh, yeah. so we need to get you on the pod. I like talking to former moderators. I think that's interesting. So we can get, I'd like to go back to the sort of founding fathers in some ways, founding mothers. And then I don't really think we talk to actual missionaries. So that would be cool. Another category would be um, chaplains in the PCA. I don't think we talked. Oh, Mike Philiber was a chaplain, but I think he was a chaplain for the PCA. We did get Facebook moderators. That was unexpected. That was, a, that was interesting, though. The that, one more you and I have talked about is uh, pastor's kids. I don't know how we're going to pull that off, but pastor's kids. Could be, pastor's uh, kids, pastor's wives were, I think, part of that as well. Right. We have gotten a few of those, but not, not directly related to their experience as a pastor's wife, necessarily, but to something they happen to be pastor's wives and they're doing something else in the denomination, which all of our wives are doing in some, some ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Yeah. We got some work to do, or we might try next time to do some more themes like connected themes or small series. Okay. Justin, mm -hmm. uh, lighten it up a little bit. We have talked about sports and culture in the last season any sports and cultural moments that are memorable for you? You had a good sports season in the midst of a disaster pandemic. I don't know. Like every team you like did good. I don't know about every, but a lot of them. Well, not every. Yeah. Cowboys are not doing good. But, oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. By the end of this, we'll know that they've done really bad, but have secured a very high draft pick. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think it was memorable. Like I, it, it was fun for us to have some of these conversations because like when we started sports wasn't happening. And then we talked on the pod about, Hey, like, I think basketball is going to boot back up. Um, golf has started back up or, you know, we didn't really talk about golf, but it was still like all of that was happening. And we were, in like real time, like experiencing the emotions of sports fans about those things coming back and all the things that we, I feel like we talked a little bit about how those things felt for us after an absence of it and the joy of being able to have them again. And then to have the effect for my teams, the Dodgers and the Lakers, particularly to be so, uh, you know, awesome. Uh, that both teams won championships and they were both super sweet and uh, Kobe year, you know, for, for the Lakers. And then the Dodgers just not having won since 88 and having the best team of baseball, really the last seven years and not being able to win. So, and I think that's, it was just great. Like that was great. And when we had some really good conversations, I think, you know, the, the conversation with Joel and, and Dennis and Ewan talking some sports stuff really kind of stood out a little bit to me. Jason Bobo. 
Jason Bubba. Yeah, we had some with fun Houston, conversations. With James Harden, what in the world is he doing right now? Making me glad to be a Thunder fan. Making me glad to be a Thunder fan. Yeah, man. I mean, you're about to reboot your Thunder. They're kind of doing a reboot now. Got rid of everybody. How did that feel for you? Like uh, losing Stephen Adams, kind of the last mm, piece. I thought it was smart. It just makes sense. So I sad to some degree, but it like when you see the logic, it's hard to go against. So yeah, it makes sense, but it's still like the end of an era for Oklahoma City. They've had a good. I've had a great run. run. Yeah, ten years of good basketball. Great. Yeah. So those, are the, I think those, those the, the sports discussion has been fun and living it out in real time was a highlight for for sure um, to be able to talk about it and to experience that together, you know, you and I and our guests because we pretty much had a sports combo with every guest that we had on. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Um, what about, uh, you know, one of the highlights of the, the show for you, I know, is uh, the songs. So we we talked a bit about the songs at the very beginning of the, the pod, but as you know, listeners, you know we have intro song. It's the same lyrics mostly, um, mostly, but done in different ways. So how was that for you, Doug? What was like your? I know you're most excited about the songs. I'm most more excited than even the guests. Wow! Wow! Oh, that's that's, true. That's hard to say. It's mildly true. I wouldn't say more excited about, but I don't know when I realized that I could figure out how to make myself laugh and make you laugh about these dumb songs. And um, I certainly have gotten a kick out of that. I, I could do a hundred more. I'm sure I got so many more ideas and um, there have been little variations now and then that I try to sneak in there. Some of them are not maybe fully exactly legal. So we may have to re redo some of our ones, but for the most part, they're all original songs for the most part. And then even contributed by passionate listeners, right? Yeah. Know any? So when you think about the theme songs and how, how did you go about like pull, like just with the idea, how did you go about putting this together as far as different styles and genres of music to our song? the iHeart PCA song. Yeah. So it, it occurred, it's basically a function of Fiverr, right? Where you say who will do this for this price. And they say, yes. And then they would always say, well, what do you want? And I'm like, you know, actually, I don't even know. Hear the lyrics. You just do with it what you want. It can be as long or short as you want. And you know, you can do like different styles. It's not just anything, but they'll say, I want to do, or, you know, I can do heavy metal. So I'm like, yeah, do a Metallica version of this. And and whatever they did, I was always fine with. You can mess around the lyrics. There's no, the production value is. So, but then I was like, okay, we got to get Metallica, Barbershop Quartet, 
country, slow country, reggae, and I, you know, and I, and of course there's a ton more to still do, but, um, and then some people have sent in versions cause they wanted to be on the show. And, and then lately we've also had people do ads. People have sent in their ads. So they've recorded ads. So that's been fun. So just trying to incorporate more, you never know what you're going to get. Got to wait to the last moment to hear the last song. You got teased a little bit um, and hopefully surprised and delighted or disappointed. Who knows? You didn't like all of them. No, I I didn't. Uh, But I did like, I, I appreciated the creativity behind all of them. And um, I think, you know, I was, I would be surprised because I, I don't put together the, I don't do any of the engineering. Doug does all the engineering. So like, I, I wouldn't hear any of these things till you know, they're put out and you guys hear them listening you know, to it. I was the same. I would on Friday download the episode and listen and um, hear the song that was picked for that week. So it was always a surprise. Uh, do you have a favorite that you picked out of the ones that we've had? Mm, I I like a couple of the later ones where I had a beat and then I had a guy uh, re-rap new lyrics. I don't know if you've heard that one. Um, I, I went back and I looked at the funniest lyrics of rap and I tried to piece some of those together. So one of them is, I like my oatmeal lumpy and my Calvinist grumpy. I, I still will pull up, I will pull them up and listen to them and I get them stuck in my head too, uh, which is weird. I know you didn't really like the opera one, but I like the opera in the opera one. She sings some of the lyrics in Italian. That's amazing. Just amazing. It was amazing. I did not love the opera one. I, uh, I love the Metallica one the best. I think, um, I think that was my favorite, uh, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed almost all of them, but the, that one just seems to stand That one was good because daughters, there was no lead up in, like you didn't know that there was going to be a Metallica one uh, right. because they had sort of been hip hop. And then I did the sort of Johnny Cash type one. Um, and then, you know, like I, in the Casey's, there's a Willie Nelson ripoff right. one. Again, on the nice. illegality part, but... And then, Justin, I always enjoy poking, you know, a little surprising you with a question or, but I forget because, you know, I I put them together and then it comes out like three months later and you listen to it and I don't even know what you're texting me about because I've just moved on. But that's always sort of fun, right? And you do the same thing sometimes. Yeah, it's fun. that's That's a fun part of the show for sure the surprising elements. How do you feel like people have reacted? Have you gotten any feedback or comments? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I might have mentioned this a couple of times throughout the the show, but uh, you know, I have friends who listen regularly uh, and they'll text me that how much they enjoyed this particular episode or that particular episode or something that was said. So that's kind of usually how it comes out is, Hey man, I was listening to this episode or, 
uh, you know, one, one of my friends will text me and say, man, that, that episode was great. Um, you know, you guys did a great job and thanks for, thanks for posting it. So it's that kind of feedback that I mostly hear about and get, um, we're not doing like any big social media push to get, uh, you know, to try to, to drum up listeners other than, Hey, we put on Facebook and then we just let it lie. So there's no like clickbait when it comes to the iHeartPCA podcast. Um, and I wouldn't, I, but I appreciate the ones that, you know, friends and people in my church who text me and say, man, I really, really got a lot out of the episode. Thanks for doing it. Um, or I loved hearing that person's story. I didn't never would have known they existed. So that was really encouraging to me. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. And we really want people to then do take that action step of getting involved in whatever person's thing or ministry or supporting that person. Every once in a while I'll ask someone's like, you really should have like hammered home. And I'm like, eh, hammering home is not really what we're doing. That's right. Um, I think that, that there is a little bit of that, Doug. Like we, we've heard some feedback about like, why didn't you kind of dig deeper on what this person said here? Or, you know, maybe it's a controversial topic or just leans that way. Hey, we, we want to hear more about that. And that's really our job is for this podcast is we want to highlight the work that these people are doing. And then we give action steps almost regularly on the Okay, so if you want more, because that's really all this is. This is like, this is like if you go to the, you know, you go to the brewery and they have the the new brews that the brewmaster has made, and they're like, hey, we want you to try these five different brews. That's kind of why PCA is. We are letting you hear the taster of a, someone's story that's involved in our denomination doing some kind of beautiful thing. And if you want to know more about it, then buy their book or tune into the podcast they're hosting or, you know, get involved in the ministry that they're, they've started. Um, and that's the way for you to dig a little bit deeper. And most of the people that, especially if it's controversial, right, it's, it's coming off of some book they've written or some presentation that they've given. And so then there's a place for you to interact and, and, and try to seek understanding, you know, with, with their position or where they're coming from. And that's really what this podcast is supposed to do. It's a, it's a springboard for those kind of interactions and conversations, right? Mm -hmm. I think that people, when they listen to Jim Wirt's episode, they learned about Lord of the Rings. They did. But then we're saying you can go check out Lord of the Rings. Like every time we open our mouth in that Jim Wirt episode, we revealed our ignorance when it comes <laughs> to the Lord of the Rings fandom. Like, we we knew nothing in comparison to, to Jim. So um, when you think about like uh, the highlights of what were you most maybe surprised by, Doug, in the, you know, in the season? Was there anything that like you just really weren't expecting and you, uh, besides the, your crying episode where you cried? Was there anything else for you, like just were surprised by, like, man, that was, I was not, I was not expecting this to either be this good or to be that to be said or. So I'm, um, I was very, let me, let me 
answer a different question first. I was very thankful during the pandemic to have this project to work on. There were many days, as you know, where I didn't know what I was going to do because there's no meetings, there's no events, everyone doesn't want to do Zoom. And so I was glad to like figure out how to do this and work on this. It was a, a delightful, I think hopefully worthwhile uh, distraction. I yeah. didn't bake yeah, bread true. every day and all that stuff. I worked on this and I would, you know, it wasn't all week. It didn't take that long, but still I had to learn how to do a lot of stuff. And so I enjoyed that. And I was sort of surprised at how it unlocked this little weird piece, but it's creation. I like creating stuff. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. And it's connecting people to each other, which I also like, which has not been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, in a very disconnected time and world right now, it felt like we were connecting people through a medium that I had never done before we had talked about. That's and cool I to think, hear that because like your role is different than my role, especially in the creation part piece of it. So where you might be surprised like in how much you enjoyed all that part of it. I was more guest centric or theme centric in the one things that, were like surprising to me because like I, I was not, as, uh, I mean, we, we, we each picked guests and themes, but you definitely did more of that and you then did the work in the background. So I could see how that would just work. Like that would be a really, that'd be a really key part. If you want to continue to do this, you have to continue to be vested in that part of it to make it work. So that's good. I think the other thing that I'm surprised about Justin is how, when we're talking about all the good stuff about the PCA in the background, there's a sort of looming untalked about thing that I, I'm surprised at how often it took work to, to try to always stay positive. I don't think I'm really surprised at that when I say it out loud, but like, it, it does take an emotionally somewhat toll to stay away from criticism and critique and what we could do different or better. And I don't, I think we barely touched on it, but that was always to me sort of like the, we got this person who could say all these things and we could like enter into the space. But I just, I really don't feel like that is our role right now, at least. I'm not saying never, um, but I was surprised at how often I would want to get up to that edge and really try to pull back. I don't know if you felt that. I definitely felt that. There's, there's so much, I think, in our kind of uh, universe um, of the critical and the um, pointing out the faulty that to be, to try to, push up against that a little bit and it's um, instinctual right you just right it's the easiest thing yeah to try to resist that desire in us is i think important and if we're really gonna like if we in this current cultural moment if we if we're going to find places of ultimate unity and um connection and agreement or agree to disagree you know at the end of the day, you know, just to, just to come to that place, but still be like 
okay with that. Like, I think that's what we have to have. We need more, we need to resist the urges to constantly be, you know, talking about what's bad and what's broken and what's, you know, you know, needs to be fixed at the next, you know, GA or whatever meeting we're going to have. So I think that this podcast at the very basic level is trying to resist those urges. And, and I have, I've appreciated that your leadership in that, but also just appreciated that that's kind of the aim of the podcast. Like, um, and hopefully our listeners have appreciated that too. Um, um, even if it's maybe left them wanting a little bit or questioning. Um, like we talk about that sometimes right as preachers, like, you know, we don't want to give every everybody in our congregation the answers every Sunday, like every like answer, like we want to make them curious and um, not tie everything off, you know, even though we're going to proclaim the gospel and the gospel is the ultimate tie off. And we're going to have communion and that's the ultimate tie off. Like there's still a level of that where we don't do that in our preaching. And I think the podcast tries to do the same kind of thing a little bit. Yeah. I think about how it's not a one-to-one correlation or analogy, but if I'm talking bad about my spouse all the time and critiquing my spouse to her or in public, yeah. Then that says something about me. It's not like I don't ever notice talking points. Right. It's not like we never right. talk about things, but I especially don't want to be talking about her or it feels like shaming her or just being like truth telling about her because because these uh things are relational. Even all truth is relational. And so I've taken vows not to very many things in my life. It, but one vow is yeah. to this messed up, sinful, crazy church. And, and so we, we just have to really work on that and think about that. And I'm not saying we're doing it right and the only way to do it, but that I just keep on thinking, like, if you don't want to promote your spouse the bride, I don't know. It's a weird, that's a weird relationship or, or maybe it's normal yeah. or maybe it's not spirit filled or I don't, you know, that analogy isn't perfect, but it's, is connected or my yeah. kids. I know they do wrong stuff. Um, we, we have like family meetings and talk about things and I'm disappointed sometimes, but I can't be out there talking about, all their faults and sins. Yeah. I think that's a good analogy. I think that is somewhat, and it, you know, how is our hearts going to be warmed towards this little corner of the church? And it is just this little tiny corner. If that's all we focus on, like uh, we need to be focusing on the beautiful, good things, believable things, because you know, we want to keep loving her. And, uh, keep doing right by her. Um, and sometimes that means pointing those things out and, and, you know, rebuking those parts of our, of it. But, you know, we, we get a lot of that and do it quite naturally. And this other part's a little harder sometimes. All right. Well, we need to wrap it up and um, head to the break. We didn't even take a break. 
No, no break. We'll just take the break now and then we'll finish it up. You want to ask the last question? Oh, I don't know. Do I have the last question? What would be a good uh, way to sum it up here, Doug? Well, you can be thinking about that, but I'm thankful to get to do this with you, Justin. I really appreciate you as a friend and good friend and pastor and uh, known you um, many years now in your work and your family and rolling through town together and doing some stuff together. And this has been a delight to get to do with you. So thank you. I know it's been weird. You've been on sabbatical. Thanks for calling in and talking about the church. I know you think about mm-hmm. and talk about the church anyway, but um, it's not anything you or I have to do, but especially not you. So thanks for giving up your time and energy and care because it does cost. And um, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Thanks, Doug. I'm thankful that all the work that you've done on this, I know that this, you shared the burden of the workload. I appreciate your curiosity when it comes to trying to figure this thing out. And, I mean, I think it's been good and uh, I think people have been blessed by it. So good job, man. And thanks to Cal for helping catch you up to speed on some of this stuff. You know, Doug's son, at least at the right. beginning, Doug's son Cal was helping him like adapt a language to be able to, to interact with some of the things that needed to happen for the podcast to, to happen. We had a little trial episode with, with Cal to start this whole thing off. And, uh, you know, that was kind of fun. Um, Seems like a that. long time ago. We may hear from Cal again on the, the podcast. We might uh, figure out how to get that episode out because we actually interviewed him as if it were real. But I've never really done anything with it. But I thanks to all our guests, all the listeners, especially our guests calling in, talking with two yahoos about this. Um, it, I think it's been fun. It's been fun to highlight our friends and acquaintances and, you know, uh, laugh with them and make them laugh. And I've enjoyed that. So that's that's been really good. And, and our listeners, the dozens of listeners out there, no, it's, it's in the hundreds for sure. Um, we're thankful for you that you cared enough to spend whatever, 45 minutes to an hour with us and listen to Matt Howell's catechism songs and, uh, you know, take action steps, hopefully. So thanks for doing that. Uh, pass it around. Keep up what's good. Yeah. Right. Share the share the beautiful this uh, little denomination with your friends, and hopefully that will uh, increase their love for the church overall and for Jesus in the end of this thing. It's, that's our our hope and our aim. Amen. All right. Catch you next time. Season two coming yeah. up strong. Season two. See ya. Later.
Gran luz.